All right, and welcome back to The Dented Buck. My name's Drew, and as always, I'm joined by Tony, Josh, and Dirk. Boys, how's it going? It's going pretty well. Just had uh, an accidental double dosage of uh, sugar here with some Starbucks drink. Accidental. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't read it. You know, I didn't, didn't bring my magnifier to the store. If it was Duncan, it'd be like an ODD. <laughs> I, uh, I got some wild news. I'm sure we're going to talk about it in a little bit. I, I, in the last, some weird things have happened in the last 24 hours, but uh, we will get to that in a little bit. How you doing, Dirk? I'm doing good. Super excited for tonight's podcast. You, I mean, I would hope you, you are, or else we oh, have yeah. other questions for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, it's uh, going to be a good podcast. I've been hoping, trying to get this set up for a while, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we're really lucky. Uh, Seatska Morgan from the main blind bear, right? Or are you main blind bear? I well, originally I was a Hartford Brailler. Um, then when Dirk and I got the team set up in Maine, I kind of was both. So <laughs> all right, all right. So, um, so now since I haven't moved out of Maine, I'm still technically, uh, you know, I'm still going between the two. But she's okay. a blind Brailler. A blind I'm a bra- yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, welcome. We're really glad that you could could join us, and I'm I'm excited to to kind of dive in and get to know you a little bit better. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, and uh, so first we're going to talk about the NHL because that's what I like to do. I told you guys uh, before I have a hot take on the Leafs, and and Tony, maybe you'll agree, maybe you won't. I think the Toronto Maple Leafs are the Chicago Cubs of the NHL. They both have super diehard fans. They both had pretty good seasons, you know, usually in the regular season, and then they just blew it in the playoffs. Um, well, yeah, I can, I, I can, I can definitely see it like that. I mean, I, I've read some articles that are kind of like that, you know, that they've, they're definitely going through a really long drought. I mean, I, I just off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you when the last time they won the cup is, but I know it it was probably when in the seventies or sixties or something maybe. Sixty seven, I think. Sixty seven. Yeah, it's been that long. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's uh is that the longest oh, out of the end? Wait, 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 hold on. So uh did the old joke was when the ra- when it was Devils Rangers in the Easter Conference Finals, it was fifty four years without a cup. So that was the Rangers drought. Uh, before the Rangers won in '94, so that was 54 years. So that's got to be really close. You said 67. I think so. 67 is literally 54 years. St. Louis had the record when they won the Cup. They'd, they'd waited longer than any other team in history at that point. I don't know if anyone's broken it since then. I remember that stat being thrown out there. They were just um, St. Louis was one of the only expansion teams not to win the Cup. I think, aside from obviously the Atlanta Thrashers. Because yeah. The California Seals, or yeah, yeah, the Golden Seals. The Golden Seals. They got the most beautiful skates of all time. <laughs> I think uh, the, I, if I'm correct, the guy who owns the uh, Oakland Athletics also owned the California Golden Seals. I saw something interesting today that. Uh, the owner of the Boston Red Sox is apparently going to buy the Pittsburgh Penguins. Really? <laughs> what? Yeah. 
And I think it's like Pittsburgh, when they do really well, the whole city's behind them 100%. But when they're doing how they've been doing the past couple seasons, I think it's just the the interest goes away real quick. Well, they've been spoiled. Look at them. When was the last time they really had a bad team? They had, they had, they had no lull. They, they, had, they went from – they had Lemieux and Yager, and then Sid – they had, what, two years that got them Sid? Yeah, but I think you have to look at teams like Pittsburgh, now Tampa, I would say Chicago too. Like Chicago okay, Chicago has low like we just sucked the past couple seasons. But like Pittsburgh and Tampa were so used to being good that I think their level of expectation is higher than your average NHL exactly. team. Well, I feel exactly. like that can be said about the Blackhawks too, man. I mean Yeah. Any of the original six, I think. Same with Detroit. I mean, they're about to be one of the best teams. I'm not talking maybe in like two or three years. They're, I mean, is Jacob Verona even started playing yet, or is he still on injured reserve? I'm not sure. Because that guy's an absolute monster, and he hasn't even – and this kid that they got, this Lucas Raymond, is that his first name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to be – and already has proven that he is going to potentially be a pretty big weapon. They got that cider defenseman who's really good. I mean, the Blues are really good in St. Louis. It's just, I don't know. I, but like, the Hawks, though, man, like, like, I mean, we were very lucky to have seen some of those teams because it wasn't just that they had a very good offense. I mean, they had the most complete team, like out of anybody else in the NHL, and that's why we continue to win. Like with Marion Hosa, like he was the first ballad Hall of Famer. Like Kane and Taves, like I was talking to my dad about this. He, they would not be the players that they were if they didn't have the role model of Marion Hosa. Yeah, I guess I wasn't saying that like. I, I guess I was saying that compared to like Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay, the Blackhawks, like when they had a low, they like crashed and burned. <laughs> like, like we didn't, we didn't just stop being okay. Like we, we didn't go from being great to okay. We went from great to like Buffalo. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I don't know, man. Have you watched? Do you, the... Tony took that one. Tony took that one personally. <laughs> oh man, Buffalo's my team too, man. Buffalo is better than the Blackhawks. I think isn't Buffalo doing all right this season? Are they yeah. a good start? Yeah, they? Buffalo's yeah, doing, doing good. All right. Compared to what they started, you know, the last they got rid. They got rid of the problem. Yeah, Jerry was the problem. No, they gave the Bruins a good battle. All right, so my question is, so you're comparing the the Maple Leafs to the Cubs. Have, have the Maple Leafs had their Steve Bartman moment yet? Because uh, that was what? What are we talking? That that was 10 years before? Does it, right? does it count that Justin Bieber is a, a huge Maple Leaf fan? No. It, it, no, because no, that's not a moment. <laughs> that's a disease. <laughs> um no like if they haven't had it yet that's okay because like but what cubs fans tony steve bartman when what what year was that 
2003 or 2007. I can't remember. One of those, I, somewhere in between the, there. You know, the Leafs have a Steve Barton, Bartman moment every season, and it's when they allow that game five loss because it just goes downhill from there. No, no. That's not a Steve Barton moment. You That's guys totally a Steve Barton moment. You guys are living in Chicago. You can't. Yeah. There is nothing. They, the, they screw themselves every time. Unintentionally, they always have good intentions. Like, uh, God, what was what's his name? Uh, Travis McDermott tried to make a really good play and gave it away to Montreal last season. And that's how they won. Like, I I feel like that's comparable. I mean, no, I guess no one's sending death threats that I know of. <laughs> I mean, but how do you have a Steve Bartman, like an exact Steve Bartman moment in I hockey? Mean, you don't, but like the German, you can't compare like losing game five by turning the puck over to Steve Bartman. I mean, like when you're that up three, was... one in the series. I wasn't even going to go there. You went like there. Three, I was just got to leave it in. Weren't when we were when they were playing Boston? Weren't they up three one, or was it a pretty even series? Which time? <laughs> the second time. The first time we lost in game five, I think. I, I honestly I couldn't tell you. I I don't like the Maple. My favorite part of actually no about no no no, no. Is watching them get eliminated. <laughs> like I think it's fun. Agreed. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> they're such a hype you know what i mean it's the same thing like with the yankees i love watching the yankees lose it's hilarious i don't think it's funny yeah. i mean it doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> one man's jokes and another I man's insult you know <laughs> I don't blame you for not thinking that it's funny you know what i mean you're yeah. a fan of their team yeah one of these days, one of these days, Toronto's actually going to win the cup, and then no one's going to know what to do. It's the same thing like when the Cubs won the World Series. Nobody knew what to do. I, I had a great time when the Cubs won the World Series. I was in the city. Nice. Me and a couple of my friends went down there. It was chaotic, but it was it was a lot of fun. And I think that it would be a great thing for hockey if Toronto won the Stanley Cup. I also. Just think it's funny when they. It's just funny when they they have everything they need to get through the playoffs, and they just they. No. Like last year, they had their captain get taken out, and I can't remember what game group probably members which uh, was one. It was it was, was the, the first, first game? game. Yeah. No, was it? I. Yeah, oh, man. I, yeah, that kind of stinks. Dude, that was one. scary, man. Uh, dude, no, it was. I saw that, and I'm like, dude, that that looked that looked nasty. That was rough. Yeah, when they when they like tried to pick him up off the ice and he uh, just kind of like sat. I that's the only time I've almost cried watching hot because I mean that that was just terrifying because it was a brutal hit. I mean, un, yeah. unintentional or whatever. You yeah, know, but like so. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think I'm right. I think we've proven that I'm right that the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> are the Chicago Cubs of the NHL. I'm just gonna keep this forever. <laughs> and wait, why are you a fan of the Leafs again? I, you know, honestly, I don't know. I liked them when I was a kid growing up. Um, I really liked Matt Sundin. Um, Ty Domi was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, he was just a, a <laughs> he brawler. Was, he was. Uh, yeah. Uh, I really liked James. I could play too. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I could play too. Yeah. Uh, I liked uh, James Van Riemsdyk. 
uh, Phil Kessel when he was yeah. on the Leafs. Um, you know, yeah. and say what you will about Dion Phaneuf, who actually retired today. Um, he oh. had some okay seasons for them. I'm I'm never going to call him like a first line defenseman, but he was he was solid. Um, so I don't know. I, I like the Leafs. Now they have Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and they have four of the highest paid players who can't help their team get past the first round. Yeah, it's pretty cool that uh, Phil Kessel has the third longest Ironman streak uh, of all time in hockey with over 900 consecutive games played. Um, You know, it's pretty fascinating to me that somebody that with an average build is able to keep up and um, just honestly at times have dominated the whole entire NHL with uh, just an average man's physique. And he's just an all-around average guy. And, you know, it's pretty cool to watch him hoist the cup with hot dogs in it. And I hope that he gets traded at the deadline this season for his opportunity because it would be fantastic to see him hoist the cup with hot dogs in it just one more time. Yeah, I you know, I think Phil Kessel's biggest advantage was obviously his shot. Like that guy could oh, yeah. put the puck anywhere. Yeah. Um, but you know, so I, I guess that that's kind. Of, do you think that's where the NHL is going, where you have these like specialist players? Or I mean, I feel like that's always been a thing. But I mean, like you said, Phil Kessel. I mean, I'm sure he's muscular, but as far as physique, he he looks like he could be a dude just walking down the street. So my coach when I played in Texas, played on the Team USA World Juniors team, and his teammate was Phil. And he said that every single person in there was ripped. He said Nathan Gerby was absolutely shredded. And then there would be Phil. And Phil was just like this dude. But Phil would jump further than anybody else. He was able to just lift more weights, and he was just this goofy farm boy strong kid. I mean, I don't believe he was a farm boy. I think he's from Madison. But, like, do I think that the league's going places as far as specialists? I mean, you look at Ovechkin. I mean, you'd consider him, what, like a power play specialist, like a sniper? I mean, you got, I mean, he's got over 700 goals, and probably, what, 400 of them have came from <laughs> within four feet of the... Of, that, of one, that one spot no, in the right circle? Spot. Yeah. yeah, it's not I'm four feet. Sure. It's about five feet inside that right dot. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I would still consider Ovechkin would fit in as like a power yeah. forward of old. Like that yeah. guy goes in and he yeah. just destroys people. He destroys people. Yeah. yeah. It's it's. I'm not trying to discredit Alexander Ovechkin. No, I know. I but I just feel like He's... Phil Kessel is is a specialist in shooting. Like, oh yeah. I, you know, I feel like that's his his thing he's not necessarily going to beat anyone one-on-one but like you let him shoot more yeah not anymore but back in the day i mean he was one of the fastest if not the fastest player in the nhl and it's just because he was just quick yeah there's just so much (laughs) he's just like if i'm gonna burn off my calories i may as well do it during the game i mean do you remember like in the nhl uh hbo 24 7 do you remember that when they were like going through Phil's life. No, I never 
yeah and what's really cool is and i don't know if a lot of people know this he's got a he's got a sister i don't know if she's older or if she's younger but her yeah, name's amanda and she is something else at hockey and you know we got a sister brother duo here I, dirk are you older or are you younger than your sister older <laughs> younger at heart <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Well, it's really cool to have uh, a uh, a sister brother combo here in blind hockey. Well, Sitska, as you can yes. as you can tell, we start talking about hockey, and it just takes us all kinds of magical places. Uh, <laughs> so, so we uh, we we've set up this segment, the three periods with, and obviously this one's three periods with Sitska Morgan. Uh, Tony's going to lead us off, and we're going to get to know you a little bit better, and. Uh, are you ready? All right. All right. So it's pretty awesome, like I was saying, that there's a sister-brother combo. But uh, how did you get into hockey? Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Um, I started hockey pretty young in life, I think around four or five. I did, like, the whole Learn to Skate program with the youth hockey at Bowdoin College. Um, and, I mean, I wasn't in it as long as my brothers were. And I think that's probably why, because I had two brothers already in hockey and, you know, my parents were bringing them here and there and, you know, to away games and stuff. So, but I, I played hockey up until I was about nine or 10 and then uh, switched over. My parents put me in ballet instead because hockey, again, was just too much for them to have three kids in hockey. <laughs> um, for sure. So... That was really my only experience with hockey, but at least I was out there, you know, learning how to skate and I didn't really learn how to stop. <laughs> so <laughs> when I learned about blind hockey, you know, in at the end of 2017, I still hadn't learned how to stop. <laughs> um, but, you know, with time and with practice, I've kind of taught myself how to do that. All right. Yeah, uh, learning how to stop was probably the most difficult thing for me <laughs> as far as learning how to skate. I think I went like a solid like four months of skating without learning how to stop. How right. long did you? How long do you think that it had taken you? Well, I could use my left foot. Unusually enough, I was a lefty. I could use my left toe to to help me stop, but my right foot, I, I just I could not stop with my right foot at all. Um, so I don't know. It just, I, you know, Dirk kind of sh showed me a couple times. He's like, you kind of want to push your hip out. And I'm like, I know you're trying to teach me how to stop, but it's like, I don't know. I kind of have to just figure it out in my own body. I can't really learn by somebody else showing me. I'm like, he can do it seamlessly, but you know, I'm like, so I just had to learn myself <laughs> after many times of trying and falling and, but yeah. Absolutely. So at the top of the show, you mentioned that you had started skating with the Hartford Brailers. Was that the first um, uh, encounter you had had with blind hockey? Absolutely. That's kind of why I identify myself as a Brailler because, you know, it's the first time I got back into hockey. Um, my sister, my older sister, teaches kids how to read Braille. Okay. And she was at a conference in Vermont and ended up running into Joel, Joel Klug, the former captain of the Hartford Brailers. 
and he was doing a segment on blind hockey and stuff, trying to get more people recruited. And then she came home and was like, Dirk, Sitska, there's this, there's this thing called blind hockey. You guys like, you guys got to try it. Or like, you know, she was all excited. So we're like, what? We kind of looked at each other and I'm like, okay, well, I haven't skated since I was 10. You know, at the time yeah. I was like, I don't know, 27, 28. I'm like, great. So I had to go out and buy all new hockey gear and, you know, and then two days later after I bought my gear, I was driving four hours to Connecticut and got on the ice with the Hartford Brailers. And after that, I was like, I wasn't great at it, but I was still hooked because of the, you know, the idea of it. Yeah. Did you um, know immediately that this was for you? I don't know. I was like, I'm like, can I do this again? Like I said, I was just a kid when I, last time I was on skates, but I was like, this is so exciting. Like a sport, you know, cause I, I didn't grow up playing sports like in high school or middle school, you know? For and sure. I think it really means a lot to somebody <clears throat> to be able to play a sport in school. And me, I was only in dance, so I didn't really, you know, have a sport or a team, I guess. So yeah. I was kind of excited to, to have that as an adult. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's so cool. And I'm sure uh, being uh, somebody who does dance and you said that you were in ballet, that probably helped with a lot of like maybe your footwork out on the ice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So obviously you're a Bruins fan. Yeah. <laughs> and bees. I think that might be why you know that the mains team is the brown bears. Am I right on this? Is this black is, bears? Black. Oh, I apologize. The black bears. Is this uh was this a combination of yours, Dirks, and uh, Amber's thought? Absolutely. Dirk and I were sitting down one day, and he's like, "What do you think we should name the team?" And I'm like. I'm like, well, we used to have the Portland Pirates, which are no longer. They're actually called the Maine Mariners now, um, different team. But I was like, what could we name our team like that has like a cool kind of slogan, like like the Hartford Brailers? I know it's not as cool as that slogan, but <laughs> that so is the I, greatest name. <laughs> yeah, so I thought about you know the the big colleges. I'm like, okay, well we've got you know the University of Maine at Orono, and they have the Maine Black Bears. I'm like what about the main blind bears? Like, I don't know. And so it just kind of came it's a together. Bro, you know, it's and, a bear, like a bro, you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, so it's, it, yeah, it works. And That's we decided we... to put glasses on them instead. Like, you know, sunglasses, like a blind, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it's a great logo and, and that's <laughs> awesome. So uh, do you flip flop back and forth on skating with each team? I do. Yeah. I've been uh, in Connecticut lately. So I've been skating a lot with the Hartford Brailers. <laughs> Awesome, um, awesome. Are you sure? Yeah. How's Keith's foot? He's healing. He's still in a boot and on crutches. Wow. Um, he's he's just starting his physical therapy. He's had like a couple appointments now, and to get that strengthened up, and you know, it's going to take some time still. Probably another couple of months of physical therapy. But yeah, yeah. you know, he'll get back out there. And... Absolutely, and you're going to smoke him. <laughs> Well, I, I did before, you know. <laughs> before yeah, it was on oh. <laughs> <laughs> Although one tournament, man, he he cracked. He we were on different teams, and he came in. I was like trying to get the puck out of my feet or whatever, and I was like still. And he came in and body contacted me, and I went right over on my butt. And I was like, "What the heck?" And I get up, and he's like, "Number two, are you all right?" And 
And I had no idea that was even him. <laughs> he told me afterwards, but he knew it was me. <laughs> <laughs> but not till after he hit me, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I guess my last question would be is what, what's been like your favorite parts of coming to all these events? And, you know, finally, I, I don't know if you were in contact with a lot of, you know, visually impaired people before. I mean, you, you always had your brother, though. So that's kind of unique. Well, can you talk a little bit about that relationship of, you know, um, being a visually impaired sibling and having somebody who's older than you and maybe has gone through some of the similar things that you have gone through? Oh, yeah. I think that's been <clears throat> a big part of my life. If I've had, like, I've older siblings that uh, all have the same, we all have the same eye disease. Okay. So it's like a loss of central vision. And then there's, like, blind spots amongst your peripheral vision. So it's just... When you look straight ahead at something, it's just, it's not there. And like I said, I've had older siblings that have gone through it, and you know, it it didn't make it any easier, but it kind of did to know that somebody else was going through it. And in school, I didn't really know anybody else who had a visual impairment in school. Um, but sometimes my my caseworker or whatever would take me out of school, and we would go to like the Portland Main Mall, and we would do like a scavenger hunt and so like you know when we'd be partnered up with somebody else who was visually impaired but we weren't you know we were from all different schools so you know i've been around other blind people but you know just not not in my own school so to speak it's been sure. like in my family and whatever but no but going to the tournaments it's like kind of opened up a lot for me knowing that like there are millions of people out there <laughs> that have varying eye diseases and you know it's just i don't know it makes you feel like you're not alone and that you're not going through it by yourself so i think that's my favorite part is just connecting with like-minded people and yeah absolutely i couldn't agree more and quite honestly that's my favorite part about it too yeah. um i had gone through mobility and stuff like that and I was also a camp counselor at one point. So, like, I had been in contact with other people who were visually impaired, but not so much um, adults who, um, you know, aside from my mother, who who also is visually impaired. But, like, now oh, really? we got our visual impairments as well as the great sport of hockey in common with just so many people. And it's so such a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Yeah, and on that beautiful note, I'm going to pass it over to Josh. And uh, thank you so much for your time, Sitska. And, you know, I look forward to seeing you at one of the upcoming events. And, yeah, thank you. Awesome. No problem. Hey, to the person hey. who I probably played more hockey against than anybody <laughs> else except the guys on my team. And it's so funny because everybody's – and I'm like, yes. All she does is skate up and down, and all I have to do is play defense on her all day. And that's all Minnesota was. <laughs> oh, like my God. You and I crashed against... into each other so much because we were both on the same. I think you were left. You must have been left defense or left wing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was well, oh, what, my God. The, first, the first time we ever hit was the funniest because when we were in, uh, we were in Hartford. Now, you have to get him healthy so we can schedule that towards the end of the season, too. 
Yes. Because that's that's what we're that's what we're pushing back. But um, I don't know if I've told this story before, but we're in we're in Hartford playing, and I I the puck goes out of the zone, and I I turn to my blind side to get out, and I take two steps, and I just light somebody up, and I see a ponytail, I'm like, oh man, I just lit a girl up, and I look and see Morgan, and I'm like. Oh, it's Dirk's sister. I'm sure she could take a hit. And I'm like, hey, you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm good. And I, we both skate right off. And that was my introdu- introduction to playing against you. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I'm fine. I can take it. <laughs> oh, I know. And it was it was funny when Dirk was telling telling us about uh, you running up there and being like, oh, I just, I don't know who you laid out. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it was me a bunch of times. Um, yeah. But. Uh, it's actually really funny, and and I was one. I was wondering when I was going to bring this up because you grew up in such a different situation than me. Uh, and, I mean, growing up, knowing and understanding kind of the situation, and having an older bro- older brother and older siblings that mm-hmm. that have been through this and are going through this. I mean, I was fully abled, and I actually was getting my master's degree in special ed, and had. <clears throat> And had two blind women at my master's class. They had canes and they had dogs. And I was that ignorant guy. And I mean, I was God. I was in my 30s already. Might No. I think I might have been just in my 20s. Um, And I literally was like, how do they, like, how do they function? And this is how I was pre-sight loss. And I was the guy that thought it was blind or nothing. Um, And I was... I was amazed that they that they functioned. They were able to. They held down held down jobs. And I mean, this this was my level of ignorance at that point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and even until finding blind hockey, I pretty much I chalked it up. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm retired. I retired from teaching, and I was like, I'll kind of volunteer mm-hmm. a little, and never never really associated with blind people um, until I found you guys. So I I find it really interesting like an interesting dynamic um uh what so i want to know especially having the older brother and him going through this what led you from hockey to to dance and how did dance go as somebody with a visual impairment um well let's say i wasn't really thrilled about trading in my hockey skates for slippers (laughs) i won't lie I was actually very upset, um, but my mom just didn't think it was for me, and she wanted me to be in a more girly sport or activity, you know. But, of course, my two closest siblings to me, and age-wise, were my two older brothers, and we played roller hockey outside every day after school. We were on rollerblades. They were slap-shotting pucks in my face, kicking soccer balls in my face, so, you know. I wanted to do that kind of stuff. And so the transition from that to ballet was hard, but I did eventually get used to it and, you know, kind of learned to like dance for what it was. And I still was having friends, but most of my friends went to a different school. (laughs) So um, I don't know. I mean, it really wasn't that difficult for me because even though it's like with the visual impairment, you kind of watch people around you, your friends or or the teacher will show you like what to do, you know, the dance moves or whatever. So I don't know. At that point, my vision wasn't really that bad. Um, I was diagnosed around age five with Stargardt. So 
it was like slowly getting worse at that point. Um, it didn't really start to get really bad until um, high school and college years. And of course, it's still getting worse now as we speak. But um, but just the comparison from then to now, like my vision was a lot better. So it wasn't quite as difficult. <clears throat> And that's the thing that I that I kind of wanted to understand, like the spatial awareness. Like you were saying, you could watch your friends. Dude, I am great in practice, but you give me five on five, and there is so much that I don't see because I'm visual field. Um, yeah. So can you can you and so like that's kind of what I was thinking at that. But at that point, and I forgot yours was you guys were degenerative, and it's later in life, yeah. later after the teens, right? Right. Um, yeah. So what is your visual, what is your visual field and your acuity at right now, if you could describe it for everybody? Well, last I knew it was the, the actual acuity itself. Um, they're different in both eyes. My left eye, last I knew, was like 2350. Um, and my right eye was like 2400. So my right eye is definitely a lot worse. Like if I close my left eye i cannot read anything on my phone like i can't read i only read with one eye <laughs> um, does uh, sorry does keeping your left eye open make it harder to read or give you a headache then you mean my right eye or oh i'm sorry am i back am I, if i'm backwards so i keep my right read... eye um i always close my right eye too sometimes and and that's what dirk told me too like he he got to the point where he had to close one of his eyes to read, and I'm getting scared now because I'm getting to that point. <laughs> I used to be able to keep both of my eyes open, but like I have to bring the screen so close that it, it almost double crosses. Yeah, yeah, like like you can't double do it. So one eye, and... one eye gets lazy and goes yeah, and, you ignore, yes. and then you learn to ignore <laughs> it, and then it's easier to ignore it if you shut it. So I'm freaking out. So I'm like of... reading with one eye and closing the other. I'm like, oh my god, I'm. <laughs> well, yeah, when I was a kid, I had to read. My nose would touch the paper, and I'd get like blood <laughs> burn on my nose from from reading. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sorry, that's Doc. the part that no, no, it's all good because these are the parts that still like it's it's like we talk about ignorance, and this is the part that I still have trouble understanding about about you guys because you guys are are basically are both and like to me like the teenagers brady's the biggest one with it i'll throw a pet 95 percent of my passes are blind passes but if i throw a pass across my body to my left i'm assuming where he is and and mm -hmm. he doesn't understand that like because he's mm -hmm. almost hit his issue is uh acuity so he sees everything it's just not good i see very mm -hmm. little what i see is good so like, I really am trying, like, and that's how I think what we need to understand a lot more about each other, like what our issues are, because I can take a puck and I can get a puck pass to me from across the rink and see it coming the whole way, as long as I know where that's coming from. But right. at the same time, if that puck's coming at me and I have somebody right next to me ready to steal it, I just don't know he's there. Right. Whereas, yeah. whereas other, other people can get, can see that puck come, can, can see the puck coming maybe at 10 or 11 feet, but no, they're completely good. So, like, yeah. I have to get that puck and be moving and create space because mm -hmm. I don't know that anyone's there. Or I have to have the puck given to me at a point where I know, like, I'm not being being fed, you know, fed to the wolves or the phrase that I'm everyone wants to everyone wants me to say. But I'm not going to say because, you know, this is a kid's show. <laughs> um, But no, but I, I really I like 
it really is interesting. And um, so I know Tony touched on it. Uh, how like having having older siblings that are going through this, like you just made that comment, like D- Dirk made the comment about uh, you did, you talked to Dirk and Dirk said that he has to read basically one eye and you're kind of getting to that point now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is how, like, how do you weigh the positives and negatives of that? Like, I know you have that fear coming, but do you feel like having that knowledge helps too? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and my vision is so, you know, just between the two eyes, I I know that there's a huge difference. And also, like, my right eye almost sees, like, a shade or two darker than what my left eye sees. So when I close my left eye, it looks like somebody dims the lights a little bit. Um, And I don't have as much peripheral vision at the the edge of the right eye. So my left eye is the best. So I can see out of the sides of my left eye. And it's just hard because sometimes if someone's trying to make a pass to me, I'll see it in my peripheral. And then if it crosses my center vision, it's gone. It. And then it and then it comes back in quickly at the bottom peripheral. It's like, it's crazy. It's like, whoa, wait, I saw it. And then it's you gone. You have to guess. You got to guess. <laughs> yeah, you got to basically guess where it's going. Yeah. Right. Which, so is why, which, is, sorry, which is why you and I play against each other all the time because you're staying on, <laughs> you're playing on the right. And it's yeah, funny because yeah. Adam Young and I have this joke. We literally never have seen each other play. Like we hardly <laughs> ever see each other because he's playing that far defensive position and I'm playing the other de- left defensive position. And I'm just, uh, you were on the ice. And at one point he actually brought the puck up and I was like, Hey Adam, look, you're here. Yeah. Um, but like, I think this is kind of like a lot where we kind of fall into positions uh, that came in, that came in Connecticut. Our coach EJ was like, Josh, I want you to play center. I'm like, dude, that's a bad idea. He goes, Josh, you have the most hockey understanding. I need you to play center. I'm like, I have the most hockey understanding. I'm telling you, that is a bad idea. And the first, and because I was, I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm like, EJ, watch. I'm going to spin around like a top a bunch of times. And I literally just spun around the first two shifts. And I was like, can I play defense now? (laughs) And he's like, you're serious. I'm like, dude, that's how little I see that I have to. I'm skating in base. I I have to pivot all the time to get to where I am. So I think like the idea that that's why we see each other, because that is the place that we find we're not even more comfortable, but it helps our vision and it makes it a lot easier for everybody. Right. um, Because it is in our position and we both played hockey long enough that we, we end up at a position anyway. Yeah. uh, Because that's the way the natural game flows. But, um, I mean, when now, I was a kid, I played right wing, but like in the in these hockey tournaments, since I wasn't so strong on my skates, you know, like four or five years ago, I played a lot of defense, which was fine because I was able to like kind of read the play a little bit more. You know, you kind of get to hang back and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of be able to see what's going on and, and anticipate what's going on. Whereas forwards, it's like so fast that like if your vision, you, know, you just don't have that great of vision, it's really hard to keep up on the fast play. and knowing when to go, where to go. So, but I've played a little bit of forward, actually. Uh, I think it was Minnesota, actually, I was playing uh, last June. I was playing forward a lot, so, which was nice for a change. But since I've been playing so much defense, I felt like I was not, I wasn't sure where I should be, you know, like where, where my spot's supposed to be, like how far I can go and 
I'm like, I don't know, maybe I should just go back to defense. <laughs> oh no, you were fine. It was <laughs> it was you and Derek two on one against me for like three games straight. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I, my coach is like, taking it going. I'm like, I'm tired at this point. He's like, I'm like, I just did like three practices in a game before anybody got here. <laughs> but um, that's awesome. Uh, I appreciate all the, all the questions and I'm going to send it over to Dirk because he's, uh, I have to hear the rest of the the rest of the story, the the insider info from the man himself. So, uh, oh boy, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I mean, it's I yeah. am putting you on the spot, but I mean, it, this this is the <laughs> spot you should be put on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Seedska, here we are, third period. All right. All so, right. Um. So I I think I guess the best thing I should start with is uh, I remember the um the first time we went to Chicago. One of my favorite moments in blind hockey is that since I've been in it and I haven't our first, shared this. Our first blind hockey tournament. Our first tournament, yeah. And <laughs> I remember there was a moment, it was before we went, I think it was right before we went to find out who made Team USA. We we were in the elevator and we said that no matter what, that this was the best best thing we ever spent money on and the best thing we ever did. Let's come here and play this, play in this game, and no matter what happened, that you know, this was this was a lot of fun and worth mm-hmm. for doing. And that's one of my favorite moments is when we, uh, yeah, is when we did that. And then uh, after being in Chicago, I, you know, I got encouraged to start my own team back home, and you helped me out, and we uh, we got mm-hmm. our team going, and uh, you know, now we got several several players on our team. We're growing slowly, but yeah. I, I still remember the good old days, and it was just you and me, one on one, beating the crap out of each other. On the oh ice. yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> I was so good. scared to go into the boards with you. I was like, oh, he's Ow, so much that. bigger than me. <laughs> uh, a few times I've run her over, didn't see her, or thought it was going to be a gentle hit, and it ended up being like a bulldozer. And uh. no, the worst hit you ever did on me was one time at broiler practice, and you. He was, I don't know, you came in on, on my right side. Again, I couldn't see you out of the corner of my right eye. And you took a sharp turn. Yeah, I was trailing you. And I, was, yeah. I, was going, I was going for the puck. I was following the puck. And you were just out in center field going nowhere. I was following and all you. Of a sudden, you turned right into me. Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> you look like a plane doing a barrel roll. Like, it, was, it was scary. I'm like, oh, my God, I, I did it. And I wasn't even trying to hit you. I was just trying to catch you. And then he took a sharp turn into me, so we, and we hit at like a forty-five degree angle. And... Good times. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Good times. Good times. But do you remember <laughs> what you said to me in Pittsburgh? Tell that story. What I remember that you know what I'm talking about. When I, uh, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you said uh, you thanked me for. Oh for yeah, thank you, you. Yeah, for. Go ahead. Uh, go, go ahead. I thanked you for. Uh, being so rough and tough on me when we were kids and also as new blind hockey players because you know having an older brother who's tough on you kind of makes well, you a little more tough well, so you can go yeah. out and hold your own yeah. well no the way you put it you came up to me and you're like hey remember how you told me that someday i'd thank you for knocking me around all those days knocking me off <laughs> my you know knocking me on the ground playing roller hockey or ice mm-hmm. hockey and i'm like yeah I, I remember that why and you're like well I just took out a, a a guy who was six over six feet tall and he was a Canadian. I took him out. He was huge. And you're like, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's feet tall. Yeah, he's a good sized guy. He's big. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
That's no, good. He was guy. trying to he was trying to knock me over, and uh, yeah. I kind of gave him a little nudge back, and he went over. Yeah. So, yeah, he was on our team in Tampa. He's a good guy. Oh yeah, sure. When he's on your team, yeah. you like him. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I did. He he scored like seven goals for us that weekend. Well, yeah, it's uh, the only reason we won. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, but um, no, we've had some good times, and uh, yeah, it's been a fun ride. So yeah. I have a couple. I have some questions that are not hockey related because um, I I think it's worth mentioning. Um, do you want to talk about um, all the different uh, certifications and things you've gone to school for? And I'm assuming you know what I'm talking about. Like oh yeah, um, <laughs> all your little hobbies and different things that you have going. Well, I guess we can start with uh, my first college graduation. Uh, in 2013, I went to school and graduated for a culinary arts degree. And two months before I graduated, I started working at a hotel because I had to do an internship for like 400 hours. And then while I was still a student, I asked the guy, I said, the, the chef at the time, I said, do you think I'd be able to get a job here? And he said, yeah, of course. So, so I got a job before I even graduated culinary school and then a couple months go by uh me working there the banquet chef at the time had gotten fired or let go or whatever and I had already kind of I had to follow everybody around the hotel and see what they did for work and so basically I long story short I ended up becoming the new banquet chef at this hotel <laughs> and was the banquet chef for about five years um, and then in the meantime, I was, <clears throat> I did like an online program for aromatherapy, um, just learning about essential oils and stuff like that, like something that my mom kind of got me into, but I ended up getting my certification last September or uh, September, I guess a year ago now, um, as an essential oil specialist. So that's another hobby or certification and then at the end of 2019 i got licensed to do massage therapy i know they're all totally random things to be a chef and essential oil specialist and a massage therapist but they all serve purpose somehow in my life of course i haven't been able to practice massage because at the end of 2019 you know that's like yeah. Right before COVID happened, and you know nobody was gonna let you touch them with a nine foot pole. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but you know, and eventually when I move to Connecticut, um, hopefully I'll be able to do one or all of those things, you know. And that's the yeah. thing I was worried about when I was in high school. Like I was worried about what was I going to be able to do as somebody who's legally blind and going to be losing a vision for the rest of their life? Like I had yeah. no idea, you know? So I guess I just wanted to make sure I had certain things under my belt to fall back on, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why I guess I have so many certifications and <laughs> degrees and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's great. I mean, you've done so many things like that I, I could like you're re memorizing all the body parts and. and oh, I love science, the, so that oh, that man. stuff well, is I, easy. Like I do too, but I can remember Latin names for animals and stuff, but I can't remember the stuff that you were. I don't know. <laughs> the, the human body's got a lot of. Remember when you had your shoulder problems? I was like, 
I'm like, this is your super spinatus. And you're like, my what? My what? <laughs> what is? Yeah. Super oh, spinatus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I remember. And seeing it came in handy when you broke your shoulder. I, you know, yeah. came in, gave yeah. you a massage, oh. and oh yeah, no, that helped was, it that out. Was, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely been a rough. It's been a long recovery. The older you get, the longer it takes to heal. So yeah. I was going to ask another question, but I'm assuming Drew's going to ask it for his overtime. So. Oh, we got um, overtime. Oh, you're going to have an overtime if he's still on here. All right. <laughs> Just lurking in the background. He's like a great white. <laughs> yeah, lurking <laughs> under the, the water. Just below the surface, just out of sight. <laughs> Waiting to get that seal or diver, whatever you are. I mean, just out of sight um, for our group is, is a pretty large area to be sitting in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, I guess I'll end it by saying that, um, you know, I really, ever since I moved out here, I missed um, playing with the Brailers and playing with the uh, main blind bears and seeing you guys and playing with you guys. So I'm looking forward to the next time we can get on the ice and, and be miss hitting. Again. Oh, I do miss hitting you. Yeah. So, I miss going uh, into the boards with you and being scared for my life. <laughs> you like hearing the crunch behind you? So yeah. <laughs> you made me cringe. Uh, I do not. Yeah, because I knew you couldn't see me. I'm like, he's not going to see me. He's not going to see gonna me. see me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just going after the, the sound of the puck. And if you get in between me and the sound, it's bad. <laughs> uh, Let's just be real. Yellow and white, it's it's not a very high contrast. And, and no. I need high contrast colors. We need so. like a neon green or something. Or a hot pink. Um, I don't know, man. Something that's going to just. Orange? Maybe orange? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yellow is too I guess close to from, white. From twenty feet away, everything is gray to me. It's like I don't know, fifty shades of gray. Everything's just gray. <laughs> but. No, but that's the question, Dirk. Like, what works for you? That's what we were trying to figure out in Chicago. Like, what would possibly help? I don't know because I can't even tell the referee, man. Like, if you could just put like. You know, a, a bell on the guy I'm supposed to be covering. I don't know. Put bells on them. I could find them. But. And that's the thing. Dirk <laughs> says that he skates so fast that he really can't even tell colors apart when he's going yeah. that fast. It's, he can't tell what's yellow blurry. and what's... Yeah. So I can get down so... there and I can center it to the, to the blurs in front, but I have no idea. I can't see sticks, colors, numbers. I have no idea who I'm passing it to or if I'm passing it behind him, in front of him. Um, you know, I used oh. to be really good at Oh, at like in Pittsburgh. So the first time we went to Pittsburgh, or I guess the only time that we've been to Pittsburgh, <laughs> yeah. the other one was postponed and postponed because of COVID. But yeah. Yeah. the first time we were in Pittsburgh, they have the same similar jerseys. They have yellow from the elbow to the shoulder. And so at a distance, I just saw yellow. And I'm like, oh, yellow. I passed it up to him. And then he's skating the other way. I'm like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, my God, that's not yeah. my player. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just saw the quick yellow and... I'm like, oh, they need to not have yellow on their black jersey. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Does, do you recognize the gold better than yellow? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But if both okay. teams, but if both teams have some sort of yellow or gold at a distance, I might be confused. I'm like, but I, just, I can just, I can see someone's just black, black pants. You know what I mean? And I'm, I think that's their jersey. Yeah. And then. I pass it in a in a because I you know in hockey you got to make a split a split second decision yeah. and I pass it and then as I look up, I realize that there's a yellow jersey on it and not a you know not a blue. 
But I mean, <laughs> Sitsko, for you, if there was a black team with a black jersey and then a team with a gold jersey, you that would help you differentiate, even if it even darker oh, yeah. yellow. Yeah, yeah, that would still help. But like I said, if the black jersey had like a significant amount of gold on it or yellow, I'm like, I might or be confused. The centerpiece, <laughs> if it was gold colored, you might just see that and think, oh, there's gold, and then it's not gold. It's just a, yeah, just the logo's gold. All right, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the answer is. It's hard to say. It, it's and the answer is different for different people because of their, their visual acuities and what you know. So yeah, I think we all just have to make a decision. You know, assume is the enemy, and <laughs> which one is the foe, or if both of them are the enemy. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. You know, just. And of course, so the some... better you get at hockey, and the faster you go, like you said, the just the yeah. blurry, the colors kind of blur together, and you know, yeah. and then you got to make a quick split second decision. I, I, and... Tony can attest to it. I've taken it from him several times and not known it. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm going to, uh, with that, I guess I'm going to pass it over to Drew for the overtime. And uh, and thanks again for coming out, Sitska. And uh, it's, like it's, been, it's been awesome catching up with you and talking to you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right, Sitska. Well, uh, thanks again for coming on. Uh, as always, I'm, I'm asking the last question. So uh, today, can you can you tell us what, uh, I don't know, two of your your most memorable experiences in blind hockey have been? Um, well, the, like I said, the first thing that stuck out to me was my very first tournament, which happened to be in Chicago. Drew was like, yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but being, you know, part of the tournament and going to the banquet, and that was the first time that the roster for Team USA was being announced. And I just remember that being like a huge moment. And I remember the, the Hartford Brailers, some of the Hartford Brailers were there. Um, Big Jim was there. He's totally blind, a totally <laughs> blind veteran. And I remember it was great. We were hanging out with him and he'd, he'd walk around the tables and he would put his hand on someone's shoulder and be like, who's this? Walk over to the next person. Who's, who's this? It? Oh, hey, how you doing? Who's this? Like, and I was like, wow, like, this is so great. Like, I'm in a whole room full of people that are all pretty much blind. And it's just, you don't feel stupid being like, who hey, are you? It? What's your yeah. name? Who, who's this? You know, yeah. so that to me really stuck out to me and mm -hmm. kind of opened my heart up too. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I remember you talking, I was talking about that. Yeah. I was like, this is great. I'm like, Jim can do it. Well, then I can do it. So. And I kind of take that lesson into my own life and my personal life. Yeah. And if I'm out, you know, at a restaurant or something and someone comes up to me, I'll be like, I'm sorry, who, who's this again? Or who am I talking yeah. to? Like, I know I've met you seven times, but I need to know yeah. who you are because I, I, I remember your voice, but, you know, I yeah. may not know your name or your face. So. Yeah. Now that, that banquet so, was a lot of fun um, with Big Jim. <laughs> we, were yeah. the loudest, we were the loudest table there. Dude. We, it was a table loud, eight? Yeah, table eight. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah. god yep shout out um, to table eight <laughs> yeah <laughs> um uh, man. and then going to canada going to canada oh playing yeah i was gonna say that was the, my next one um my first tournament in canada was pretty awesome because i don't know like you're, you're in canada and i that was like i think the second time i've actually been to canada first time was in high school but First time actually going to play blind hockey, just at a regular that was tournament. Ottawa, right? 
Yeah. yeah. And okay. that was just intense because, like, every skater and player was, like, at the top of their game. And it was just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> We're not just playing blind hockey anymore. We're playing real blind hockey. Like, <laughs> they're playing for keeps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was a higher paced game and just, I don't know. It's just been cool to see the different dynamics of each tournament you go to. You see a different group of people and, or it might be the same group of people, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just a different atmosphere. Like in Minnesota, they had the, you know, they had sled hockey, warrior hockey, like kind of all in the same ice arena. So it's just been really cool. It's not just about blind hockey, but it's just literally about special hockey, <laughs> you know, overall. And so it's just kind of been just, again, just all these experiences are really amazing. <laughs> Cool, cool. Uh, and were you at the last Hendrickson? Uh, the one in February? I did not. I did not. I think I think that was just Team USA, right? I think that was just Team USA the first time we went in the, the Well, the second time, I guess. Yeah, but I oh, think that was yeah. for, like, I think it was for USA and people to train with us, if I remember correctly, or no? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's oh, when no. I ran her over. <laughs> that was in that Minnesota is, no, last June. Yeah, that. Uh, no, no, no. That was. Oh no. Well, no. Yeah, that. Just that yeah. Just too. this past June yeah. was when we went to Minnesota. That's the only time I've been to Minnesota. Yeah, they, they, the Hendrix Foundation's wonderful. They put on a great, a great. That was event. awesome. And yeah, I, one I of did. My favorites. The, I actually got to meet um, Danny Hendrickson. That yep. was pretty cool. Yeah. No, they're good. They're good. They're great guys. During the hour of like free skate. He was out there. He had this giant, like, Uncle Sam hat on, this red, white, and blue hat. <laughs> and I remember going up to him because he was, I saw him in the middle of this group of people, and he was, like, trying to, like, get the puck on his stick so he could, like, lift it up in the air. And I was, like, I came up to him. And I was, I didn't even know who he was. I was, like, that puck's kind of heavy, isn't it? It's not really, it's not easy to lift, is it? And he's, like, no, not at all. I don't know how you guys do this. <laughs> And then he introduced himself to me. And, yeah. And then he introduced himself to me. He's like, I'm Danny Hendrickson. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, you're you're the Danny Hendrickson? I was like <laughs> star stricken for just a minute. But <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I'm like, well, thank you for this whole event. Like, I'm like, this is amazing. And you know, he was such a great guy. <laughs> well, Seatska, thanks again for coming on the show. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come and talk some hockey and give us a little bit more about your your story and um you know we uh we're looking forward to the next event we get to be out on the ice with you uh, but that's going to do it for this episode of the dented buck 